All right, welcome to the Monk with Braids podcast. I'm your host, the Monk with Braids or Lighthouse, whatever you'd like to call me. In this podcast, we bring inspiring people with even more inspiring stories. And today's going to be no different. Diana is an amazing, phenomenal yoga teacher. She's been teaching for almost for seven or eight years now. And honestly, she's just a great friend of mine. For most people, yoga is a practice, a class, a job. But for Diana, it's a way of life and a mission. So today, I'm so excited to bring you guys on this mission with us. And thank you so much, Diana, for being here. I'm so thank grateful. You. I'm so, thank so you. grateful to have you. Me too. Me too. Thank you. So I just gave you a bit of an introduction. Okay. What do you think your identity is? There is a guy who said that we are all spiritual beings, but having a human existence, having human experience. Mm -hmm. It's just that um, most of us are not aware of that, right? Mm -hmm. Most of us are still on the path to be aware that we are all spiritual beings. You could say that I'm <laughs> a spiritual, spiritual being. Spiritual being having a human experience wow. who's on the path of the awareness. Wow. Yeah, I'm also a daughter to an amazing mom. I'm a sister to an amazing sister. Um, I'm a friend. I'm a yoga teacher. And I like when you said in your introduction that she is on her mission yeah. because this is actually my mission to bring yoga into people's hearts. Mm. <laughs> That's I'm so nervous. beautiful. <laughs> that's so beautiful, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, with yoga, I feel like now that it's such a strong part of your identity, mm -hmm. for me, meditation and journaling, that's what my identity is. That's what I advocate. But, you know, for something to be so in line with your purpose and mm -hmm. why you're here, they say that anxiety is fear of the future, they say depression is not being able to let go of your past. And both of these things prevent us from being in the present. Mm -hmm. Now, with yoga, mm -hmm. with journaling, with meditation, with mm -hmm. religion, for most of the part, these things help us gain clarity of our purpose and why yeah. we're here. So it kind of takes care of that anxiety part. And then it helps us kind of come to terms with who we are. It helps us accept ourselves and heal our past. Mm -hmm. So it takes care of the depression part and then doing these activities help you become present, mm -hmm. which is, I guess, the best thing ever, right? When you're really mm -hmm. fully present, enjoying the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This journey of yoga, mm -hmm. it didn't start when you went to India to learn, mm -hmm. right? It started way before that. Way it's before so that, many events yeah. that lead up to it. Yeah. And now yoga has become your way of life, your way mm -hmm. of healing, your way of, you know, purpose. Mm -hmm. So I just want to know, what events led up to you wanting to start yoga and mm -hmm. how did yoga find you? Okay. Um, well, you're right. Yeah, it started way before I traveled to the most beautiful place on earth, which is India. Mm. It started in, by the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, I was this, I wasn't really living my life in a way. I was just kind of existing. Mm. I was broke. I was completely heartbroken, mm. depressed. Absolutely lost. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know you've been there. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and you're just kind of trying to um, to do like all these little jobs in order to get a, at least a little bit of money, mm. right? Because at some point you are tired of when you are like, I don't know how old I was, like 25, mm. you know, I didn't have a proper job. So obviously like I would sometimes come to my mom or my sister and I would, I would tell them, hey, listen, I want to go to a movie with my friends. Can I borrow like, I don't know. 
12 dirhams from you. Mm. You know, things like that. And at some point, my mom told me that, listen, you know, you need to find at least any kind of job. You need to do at least anything. Yeah. And so I found a job in the little studio. I was an administrator over there. And, you know, the studio has like all kind of activities, let's say, like Zumba classes, uh, Pilates classes and things like that. And at some point, uh, my boss told me that there is a yoga teacher coming into the studio and mm. we are opening a new class. So you, as a person who works for the studio, you should go and check it out and you should maybe like attend a few classes. And in my head, I was like, yoga, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is this? It's yeah. very something. It sounded very exotic to me back then, you know. And But I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Let me just give it a shot. And so I went there and I hated it. Oh, wow. You yeah. actually hated it at first. So much. No because I, I was always, you know, I was always a weak person, you mm. know. You know, when you're in school and you're having like those competitions between the, how do I say, between the classes and, and you have like a physical competitions. No one wanted me to take to their team mm. because everybody was like, oh my God, she's like, she's so weak. You know, <laughs> she's so clumsy. Yeah. Please just stay away from us. Like, So I was this kind of Aww. girl in, in school and then in college. Mm. And so obviously when I, went to, when I went to my yoga class, I was like, my, good, my, my goodness, it's just another torture, you know, <laughs> mm. on my muscles. But I went again because I kind of had to. And then again, and at some point, you know, it's really hard to explain what I started eventually to feel. There is a part in the yoga practice which we call Shavasana. It's basically like the ending part of the practice, which is very essential, by the way. Mm. It's like when you did the whole sequences and then you're just kind of like lying down on your mat and you're trying to calm down yourself, trying to, you know, observe yourself, observe all these, you know, vibrations and all these feelings. And I really love that part. You know, I really love that part because... I think this was the first time that I kind of started to, in a way, connect to myself. Mm. You know, finally started to listen to myself. You know, and I think this is something that was keep bringing me back into the class every single time. Just that ending, you'd read the whole yoga part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was suffering, session. sweating, shaking, mm. dying on my mat. Mm. You know, it was very challenging for me in terms of the the physicality of the mm. class, right? But that ending part was the best, wow. you know? Let me tell you something else. Before I started practicing yoga, I always had, I think as many, many 20 plus year old girls, I always had this image of a beauty, right? So I would look at these girls from Victoria's Secret, you know, like mm. these tall angels with the abs and tall long legs and, you know, like this beautiful shiny hair. And I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll be like, you're ugly, you know, mm. you're fat, you're not as good as them, you don't look this way and blah, blah, blah. And then you would just kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say hate myself, but mm. not in a way appreciating my body, appreciating my look. Yeah. When I started to practice yoga, and it's, I wouldn't say that it, it just happened like this, but you know, at some point, the more you learn what your body is capable of, the more you're learning on your mat, the more I think you're shifting that kind of image. Mm. So from this is how my body looks, it kind of shifted to this is what my body can do. 
Mm. you know oh, wow what it's capable of what it's capable and, of wow, exactly okay. you know and instead of like looking at those models i started to look at the fellow yoga teachers you know all of fellow wow, yoga practitioners okay. and they all had a very very different like you know body types mm. not all of them were these gorgeous models right and but the way how they were controlling their bodies mm. the way how they were expressing themselves uh embodying themselves through the movement you know For me, this was so inspiring. Wow! Really inspiring, truly. Up until now. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm inspired listening to that. You talked about connecting with yourself. It was the yeah. first time you got to connect with yourself. Can you tell me a little bit more? Like, what was that like? By connecting with yourself, do you mean understanding your body more? Was that mm. and then being able to like improve it and um, develop your capabilities? Mm. Is that is that mm. what understanding yourself or connecting with yourself was like when you go to let's say a meditation class and i'm not talking about you because i know you're very familiar with the meditation <laughs> but any any random person on my you journey know, yeah yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when you go to this kind of classes to this kind of practices you know you sometimes it's very hard to actually find that that peace of calmness that, that harmony right mm. because your mind is keep on wondering and i think it's happening because mind is something that you cannot see you cannot touch you know it's not tangible mm-hmm. right so it's it's in a way it's hard to understand yeah so for me i'm very very grateful that i actually started my journey with the with the asana which is a third limb of yoga with with physicality mm. you know because when you look at your body it's easy to understand you know when you're moving on your mat when you're twisting you know where you have your blocks you know where you where you are in which area you are stiff you know in which area you're more flexible mm. right and so because the body is tangible you can mm. touch it you could feel it you know and when i started to do um, my practice when i started to practice yoga i started to first understand where am i weak you know and where am i strong what are my weak points what are my strong points mm. right where my legs are still shaking and where my arms are still shaking you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's kind of started with this little little steps but i will tell you something when you start to observe your own body when you start to observe your emotions and feelings through the practice you know eventually this is something that you will apply on your own life mm. you know you start actually through the bo- through the movement of the body you start to observe your mind you start wow. to observe the way how you approaching other things or other people around you. You know, I always say that it's so amazing how you can take the practice from your mat into the practice of of your life, mm. right? For example, if when I'm pushing all those boundaries, when I'm pushing all those barriers, when I'm overcoming my fears on my mat, eventually this is what I do in my life. Yeah. Right? When I learn to fall, when I learn to uh to struggle even, to suffer on my mat, this is something that i can also do in in, in life. my life yeah right when i learn to love and accept myself on my mat and this is mm. what i do in my life as well Translates. and wow. exactly and this is how obviously all of us are having a different experiences right with, with the yoga practice as well mm-hmm. but this is how it was for me from the girl who hated herself who had such a low self esteem who was so confused and lost she started with stepping on her mat and then she continued to do the same things you know in her life 
I'm amazed. I'm, That's all about connection. <laughs> yeah, your journey with you know starting yoga is so beautiful. But on the topic of beauty, you talked about this idea of Victoria's Secrets models, and you mm. think that the abs and everything was amazing, and mm. you know you were that's what you wanted. So, I mean, those women are beautiful, of course, obviously. Yes, but, they are. <laughs> but did your perception of beauty change because of yoga? And do you look at beauty differently now? Because Absolutely. obviously you're very beautiful, and Thank you're, you. you know, you think you're beautiful as well. I, I would say, right? <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe not. I know that I'm beautiful. Okay, you know you're, you <laughs> know you're beautiful. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how did your perception of beauty change from Victoria's Secret's models to whatever your perception mm-hmm. is now? And what is mm-hmm. beauty to you now, actually? I'm not going to be, like, very original about it. I think it's all <laughs> yeah. about, you know, being yourself. Mm. It's all about being authentic, right? It's, it starts from here, mm. right? From your heart, from your soul. You know, sometimes you... <clears throat> you're talking to someone, mm. you know, and as per some whatever standards, maybe this person is not, by the way they look, maybe they're not like, um, they don't look accordingly to the standards, but you're talking to this person and you're just simply falling in love with this person mm. because he has such a beautiful story, because he has such a an amazing personality, mm. right? And then I don't care how you look, you know, for, what for me is important is this is this energy that we have, mm. you know, is this conversation that we can share with each other, right? And and like I said, um, it's not just that I don't see those models as a, as a, as a beautiful woman. I think every woman is beautiful, mm. right? But I think for me personally, it just shifted from. How do I say? Again, I'm just going to repeat myself. Yeah. This is how I look and this is what I can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something actually that happened to me very recently and I'm so glad this this got brought up was I was in the gym and you know this huge thing about guys looking at girls, girls looking at guys. Uh, for one day, I kind of just like had this moment where I was like, if you see someone like beautiful in the gym or if you mm-hmm. see a guy with abs or whatever it is, like, you know, really big, whatever, rather than appreciating oh, you have abs or oh, you have, you know, a great bum or whatever it is, appreciating the amount of work it took to get that, I feel like that's a far more admirable thing. Absolutely. And just looking at people for, okay, yes, you're beautiful, but you put effort into that. Like yeah. rather than just saying, oh, you're, you look this way, but it's like, wow, you do a skincare routine and that, and you're disciplined and, yes. you know, you're, it's, it's everything that goes behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's also so important, like the, all the effort and the hard work that goes behind that. And mm-hmm. I think it's so beautiful that you're looking at how you can push yourself physically and mentally. Yes. And at the same time, be yourself and be comfortable with expressing that. And that's your beauty because beauty is also in the way people make you feel. Mm-hmm. And sometimes by conversations like this and yeah. by meeting new people and having these you know beautiful conversations, understanding who they are, mm-hmm. you get captured by their energy and their mindset yeah. and i think at the end of the day your best relationships the best relationships you have today are with people who you value their personality the most mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. And yeah that- did you even notice that recently you know when we talk about you know i would tell you i would come to you like okay i met this person like at that party or whatever the first thing that i would tell you 
I love his personality. Mm. I love his energy. His vibe is so amazing, right? We don't say anymore, oh, this is what he was wearing, or this is what he was talking yeah. about, this is what this is how he looked, or whatever, this is the brand that he was wearing, whatever. You know, we talk about the personality, we talk about the energy, right? And I'm very happy to see these kind of um that we value more these things because they are way, way more important, mm. right? Obviously, uh, I mean, for me, when you are mm, doing something, any kind of physical exercise, and it, it's not just like when you're doing yoga or any other, you know, physical activities, it's all about taking care of yourself. It's mm. all about taking care of your health, right? Um, including your mental health as well. Right. So, yeah, I do appreciate that when I when I see it, I do appreciate that mm. and I do admire that, you know, when people are so determined, you know, that's beauty as well to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's very inspiring. Yeah. OK, so I want to take I want to go all the way back to you mm-hmm. telling me about understanding your beauty and and, mm-hmm. and starting to do yoga. Mm-hmm. So you said you started with the physical part of it and, mm-hmm. you know, you've. Um, you learned at the class and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So what happened after that? Once you once you're like, wow, I really love this, and you start mm-hmm. learning more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I do want to know about what caused you to feel the negative emotions and the you know all of that as well. If you're comfortable talking about that, sure. um, but tell me tell me about. Actually, you know what? Let's bring it back there. I want to I want to take it there now actually because I'm I'm so excited to know. So. Can you please tell me if you're if you feel comfortable, why why were you feeling like any of these things in the first place? I don't know if you noticed, but I have this letter on my finger which says T. Mm-hmm. T is basically represents the name of my father. Mm. His name is Talgat. And um, when I was about like three years old, he and my mom they 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 got divorced, and he kind of just made a decision to walk away from the family and it was just me and my little sister and my mom and and you know that's how it was for the past uh, 20 28 29 years <laughs> yeah. I think throughout my life I was having all kind of you know faces mm. in a relationship with my father which is affecting, which was, which was affecting every single aspect in my life, mm. you know, in a way. Obviously, I had the phase that I hate you, I hate you, and I'm gonna hate you until the end of my life, mm. kind of phase. And then there was a phase, um, I don't care about you, I don't care about your existence because you're this, because you're that, because you're not a man. Mm. And there was a phase that I'm all independent. I can do things without you. I'm going to prove you that you were wrong. I'm going to prove you that I can do everything without you, without your help, mm. without you being there. And, you know, I don't need you. I don't need your love. Mm. I don't need your care, you know. And there was a phase um, where, you know, I kind of forgive you mm. kind of phase. But the thing is, is that the pain that was there and the, 
this pain this just never went away mm. i never had the feeling of relief you know like yeah. i'm free never and um one of the worst thing and one of the worst faces that i had in my relationship with father is that i blame you kind of face for everything for i everything. am for everything i blame I don't you be. yes because i don't know what to do with my life right now mm. i blame you because i'm in a relationship with this toxic guy i blame you because you weren't there for us mm. you know this is your fault that this is happening to me this yeah. is your fault that i'm here right now at the very bottom this is your fault mm. you know i was kind of like you know always choosing this kind of um how do i say this positions right this this kind of i was choosing to blame him i was choosing to hate him i was choosing to pretend that i don't care mm. you know this was my choice right and like i said it was never given me this feeling of relief this feeling of of some internal freedom you know and i think at some point i reached the the stage where i was like okay i should do something about it mm. because it was always taking me back you know no matter what i achieve in my life no matter where i go no matter what i do it always there yeah. it always bringing me down mm. it always taking me away from experiencing all that happiness from experiencing all that joy is it because i know one thing we unfortunately do is mm-hmm. based on how other people treat us and based mm-hmm. on the experiences we go through we let the experience tell us who we are mm-hmm. and what we're worth mm-hmm. so i've been cheated on which means i'm not worthy of love mm-hmm. but it says more about the person uh, rather than you so do you think that was it why why you felt that could, or why would you feel like that look again when you said that i was cheated on and that's because i'm not worthy of love but who said that mm. this person or you you right exactly yeah. so i was just choosing those mm. those things you know because it was in a way easier for me it's always easy to play a victim and it always be easy to blame someone yeah. right but again it's not giving you the feeling of relief it's not giving you the feeling of peace a year ago maybe maybe less i was listening to this lady uh it was somehow like a therapy a group therapy or something like that yeah and and she was obviously she was telling she was talking about the relationship with 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 your father and i'm not going to go into details and everything it was like a four hours therapy it was very 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 emotionally difficult for me yeah but what i've learned after that is that sometimes it's not enough to forgive you know at least if it's not giving you you know mm, if you didn't find your peace with it maybe there is something else you should do mm. so what i did is that i went through all the scenarios in my head of why he would go why when how all these questions you mm. know and i kind of imagined he's sitting in front of me <laughs> oh my god i know right <laughs> i said to him i know you were 21 years old boy and you were so lost you were mm. so confused you know you had two daughters you were in this marriage mm. but you weren't ready for this so yeah. that's why you walked away yeah and i might know the exact reason not know the exact reason but i do accept your decision i accept your decision and i do care about you mm. i do love you and i do need you 
you know, and I don't blame you. You are my father, you are my dad, and I love you with all my heart because you're always going to be a part of me, you mm -hmm. know? You, be, you gave me your best qualities in the end of the day. So many things that I achieve in my life, it's because of you, you know? More than that, I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful that you took that decision and you left. That's such a... <laughs> because, oh you know, listen, if maybe if you didn't do that, maybe I wouldn't be here right now sitting in the studio with you. Yeah, that's true. You know? Whew. My goal right now, because we haven't talked to each other for many, many years, I really... And unfortunately, he, uh, my mom lost the connection with him. So I really want to find him. And, and I want to really meet him and I want to talk to him. Um, I have his picture on my phone, by the way. And, but that's it, basically. I just, I just want to find him and I just want to talk to him about everything. Wow. You know? But again, listen, um, I'm not telling you that this is what you should do or this is what anyone should do in their relationship with their fathers, right? Uh, but I'm telling you, this is something that really helped me to finally find that peace. To finally, you know, like, <sighs> it's not there anymore. That pain that I was holding for so, so many years, it's not just not it's just it's just gone <laughs> i don't yeah it's you know it's a, i don't i'm lost for words now <laughs> but that journey of you know going through all those phases i mean how did you even get to a point from i don't need you to i forgive you because you went from i don't need you to i forgive you and that's such a big step um i guess coming back into yoga and mm -hmm. you know and and this you started yoga, you said you had that depression, you were going through everything. And um, was it yoga that helped you heal from this and that helped you pass through these stages? Or was it a mixture of like I many it, different things? I think it was a mixture of many, many things. But obviously the main, the main tool was always yoga. Okay, there is another thing coming in. <laughs> For six to seven months, I was doing a therapy. Yeah. And it's funny because when I just started doing therapy, <clears throat> I was ashamed of this. Mm. I was like, I had this image in my head that when you are a yoga teacher, you always know how to keep your things together. Yeah. Right? You're, You're always, always in calm. this kind of calm, in this <laughs> serene, zen, yeah, butterflies, yeah, yeah, yeah. butterflies <laughs> uh, candles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I actually never talk about anxiety or depression on my page if you if you go a little bit like i've talked to your page a, a couple bit, times yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah i was all about just posting a, a nice beautiful picture and then some nice beautiful quote you know and mm. that's it again i was just ashamed of telling anybody that i'm doing a therapy you know but this therapy really 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 helped me a lot to go deeper into all those traumas that i had you know i think therapy was also very strong strong tool for me in order to go back into those traumas to heal them mm. you know and to become also more more open more vulnerable more honest with myself and 
with my students, with my friends, with everyone who's around me, mm. you know? So coming back to your question, was it just yoga? No, mm. it wasn't just yoga. Of course, I've been to therapy and mm. actually I, I was just at hypnotherapy like last week. So I saw it on your page. Um, yeah, but I mean, the stigma around therapy is, um, it's actually, I think it's breaking now. Like, I think so many people are into spirituality and yoga and exercising and you know, when I was in school, drinking was a trend and, you know, partying was a trend. And now for so many kids I see in school, working out is a trend mm. and spirituality has become a trend. And I don't know if it's like an amazing, like the idea that spirituality is a trend. Like I don't know if it's like the best thing in the world, but hey, I would rather have people following the trend of spirituality than following the trend True. of something that's more self-destructive. True. So... I'm so glad you went for that therapy and, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's brought you here. And, you know, looking back at your past and being able to say that if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be here. Um, mm. or I may not have been here. That's a powerful thing that I've been thinking about this week as well. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, one thing I did very recently is because I realized very quickly that struggle going through struggle changed my personality completely mm-hmm. and actually you're one of the reasons why because i had dinner with you and your boyfriend like yeah, yeah, yeah. and by the way like <laughs> the least toxic relationship i've ever seen <laughs> you guys are great together he's an amazing guy as well going to dinner with you and your boyfriend made me realize this that i'm so grateful for all the struggle i went through because mm-hmm. it changed my personality and behavior mm-hmm. permanently Mm-hmm. And because of that, I'm able to meet people like you and do things like this. So one thing I did recently, and it was like one of these self-help therapeutic BS things. My friends always say I'm very much into self-help BS. But writing a letter to your struggle as if mm-hmm. that struggle, that time uh, is a person mm-hmm. and being like, I'm grateful for you. Mm-hmm. So I did that last week. And it's a, it's also like an amazing thing. Another great activity is writing like five things that you're grateful for that didn't work out because we're always grateful for oh this worked out i'm so i'm so happy but like yeah if i didn't basically leave my job before i would not be doing what i'm doing now so mm-hmm. it's like finding things that didn't work out in your life and mm-hmm. actually saying i'm actually so grateful for this as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's a moment in your life in the beginning of your journey that you just won't forget where you were like where this where the universe told you this is what you're meant to be doing mm-hmm. and when you really felt like this is why i'm doing this and it's like everything is pointing in the direction of this mm-hmm. is this is what you're meant to be doing mm-hmm. do you know do you have a specific moment absolutely or? okay tell you me. know um the first time when i started to think about leaving kazakhstan and moving to 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 dubai mm-hmm. was back in 2015 i wasn't even doing yoga back then you know like i i was just looking for any opportunity to to come here and to find any kind of job mm. so i was doing a lot of interviews and you know it just didn't work for me i think i did it like around three times and at 2015 16 and 17 and it just didn't work mm. and i used to come here even you know like I, I would i would come here for a couple of weeks and i would just like move around with my resume in my head in my hands and just like try to find any kind of job you know reception mm. hostess whatever just just give me anything because i was so in love with the city i was i, I really wanted to move here it didn't work then in, in the beginning of 2016, I started to practice yoga. And after six months of, of my practice, I actually started to teach. Mm. You know, I was doing some online courses. 
And I, but you know what I was teaching? I was teaching very like basic, basic, uh, the beginner level yoga. You know, because this is what I can do myself. You at right? the time, yeah. Exactly. And I was doing it for from 16 to 17. And I remember in the beginning of 2017, in January, I came the fourth or fifth time to Dubai. And I was like, oh, my God, when I'm going to be finally able to move here. And that was just like a little vacation that I had here. Then I, come, uh, I came back to Kazakhstan. Five for, I don't know, like four or five months later, I decided to give it another shot. And I was still, I wasn't even considering looking for a job as a yoga instructor because I was like, I don't even have an mm. international certification, you know, like I'm not that experienced. And my English was really bad back then, by the way. And, but I was just looking for any opportunity. And I actually got it. Mm. I got an opportunity to work for a pre-opening hotel in a reservation team. It's like, you know, like you're just sitting in a call center or something like that. Mm -hmm. And and then finally my dream came true. I came to Dubai. And the funny thing is that I was working there for like in that department, in that office for six months. Mm. But in the meantime, I was visiting a gym, a recreation area in our hotel. Mm. And I was talking to the supervisor, I was talking to the team, and I was like, you know, at some point, guys, I would love to do some cross-training because back home I used to do yoga, I used to teach yoga. So maybe, and by the way, I didn't believe in that at all, but I was like, maybe if you ever will have an opportunity for me, I can change the departments and I can mm. come to you guys. And they were like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, yeah. But in my head, I was like, never, ever. Yeah. Never, ever, this is going to happen. Yeah. And, and I was still keep doing that office job that I didn't like at all. Mm. Okay, Sahil, this is crazy, but six months after, uh, in February, no, it was February, March 2018, the supervisor of that gym um, fitness department, he came to me and he said, this lady who's been doing stretching yoga classes, she resigned it. Are you still interested wow. to move to this department? Yeah. I'm like, but I, I don't have anything. I don't have much experience. You know, I never... I never thought English, I never thought yoga class in English. Mm. He was like, you will learn. It's okay. You just need to do a couple of interviews. You know, and for us, it's easier because you are already within the company, right? You're already here. We don't need to yeah. waste so much time of looking and all that stuff, right? And I was like, this is so crazy. Mm. This is crazy. You know, um, I spoke to my manager. I, I did the interviews with you know, some directors and everything. And it just all went so smoothly that I was mm. like, this is like, I, I couldn't believe this. Mm. I couldn't believe this. I am in a place in the most beautiful cities in the world, in a five-star hotel. I'm getting a job, a dream job, mm. you know? Like, how is this even possible? Yeah. How is this even like, is this really happening to me? I couldn't yeah. believe this. And in April, 2018, I put my sneakers on, <laughs> I put my leggings on, and um, I became a yoga instructor officially, wow. you know? That's when it started. That's, that's when, when it started, and started. that's when I actually believed that this is what I'm meant to be. Meant to be doing. Because I was failing so many times before I got into Dubai, you know? Yeah. And then I was just like, how do I say? I was just like wandering around, you know? I wasn't really doing much, mm. but it's like the universe was showing me, this is your this path, is this is your way, you should go for it. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Every time when I look back at that time, I'm like, I cannot just believe that this is actually, you know. This is what I'm doing. This yeah. is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
a year wow. later, um, I was saving, saving up some money. A year later, I enrolled in one to yoga academies in India. I went to India. I got finally my uh, my certificate, you know, and um, I've changed a lot during that time when I was in India. I was staying there for like a month. I started to go deeper into the philosophy, into the spirituality of a yoga practice. Because before, until that, I was just doing, you know, just like some physical, physical exercises, right? Uh, we call it asana, by the way. And but when I started in India, and I started to go deeper into the practice, and I got to know that it's a whole system, you know, and it's a beautiful system. It's a lifestyle. It's a spiritual practice, you know. Uh, I kind of realized that this is exactly what I want to do and this is what's going to be my mission, my purpose in life, mm. you know? And since that moment, I guess every time, every moment, I'm just kind of like realizing it more and more and more and yeah. more, you know, that I'm on the right path. Yeah, especially when your clients, like they tell you, right? I've seen on your page, you have so many clients that tell you like you've done such a you've had such an impact in my life they're so grateful for you like you have so many people like reinforcing that for you mm-hmm. um but one thing you were talking about that like something that came to my mind tell me there's actually something i don't think i've talked about but it's had a profound effect in my life mm-hmm. and it's about the way the a fountain works mm-hmm. right there's always water like coming down but it always looks just full enough right mm-hmm. and when water comes down from the fountain gets recycled by the filter and it goes back up so it's the Mm -hmm. same water that's going back up and i think life and the way blessings in life work are in a very similar way Mm -hmm. so the blessings come down to you which is the water from the the fountain Mm -hmm. but if you don't do something with those blessings Mm. then you're not giving those blessings back up so if you are so if a water fountain had water and the water just went down mm-hmm. and then there was a hole in it and the water just went out at some point it would not look full. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or if the water just somehow got out of the fountain or wasn't being put back up to its source to come back down mm-hmm. then there would be no water. Mm-hmm. So similarly with blessings when you're being given a blessing down if you don't give it back to the source uh, like the way a fountain filters it if you don't give it back to the source then at some point your fountain's not going to look full and you're not going to have more blessings to come but i think a large part of getting what you want and manifesting is about reaction mm-hmm. so you do something you get presented with an opportunity and the way you react to that opportunity yes. you're given yes creates the life which you want exactly and in your example like you had this opportunity to come to Dubai and work for this five-star hotel, Mm -hmm. but you returned the blessing back to the source by making that effort and speaking to the supervisor, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think sometimes people, they are afraid of failure, so they don't make the effort. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you didn't think it was going to happen, but you kind of just did it anyways. You're like, you know what, why not? And you did it. Yeah, and it yeah. worked. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think a big part of it is when you get a blessing or when you when you have something, always don't just say thank you to God, but show them like or or the universe. Um, you know, use that blessing. Like yeah. saying thank you and being grateful for something doesn't mean just thinking it, but doing something to show your gratitude. Absolutely. And I think you did that, and that's why you Absolutely. have this life you have now. 
that's a beautiful analogy with the with the fountain. So <laughs> yeah. beautiful, honestly. <laughs> you also went to India at some point, didn't you? Yes, like I you did. You generally went to the roots and the source, and you learned yoga there. So, what was that journey like? Because at first you were just learning the basics, but then you're like, mm-hmm. no, hold on, like. I want to go to the roots and really figure this thing out that I mm-hmm. love so much. So I guess that's the next step to your journey after being a student and yeah. doing the basics. This was yeah, the next yeah, yeah, step yeah. for you. It wasn't really easy. Uh, first of all, I was. this was the first time when I was traveling alone, completely alone by myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in such exotic country, right? Uh, but to be honest, uh, when I look back, I can say that this was one of the most, most amazing experiences in my life. Mm. And and I'm so, so grateful for that experience and for that opportunity. What was the you know? city and the school you went to? It was Rishikesh. Uh-huh. We call it the motherland of yoga. Motherland of yoga. Yeah, it's, it's a very small village. There is a beautiful mountains. There is a river Ganga, the Holy River. And, you know, it's just kind of the streets are very narrow. You know, and I remember, um, you know, we would we would do like we. By the way, we're doing uh, classes every single day except Sunday, starting from six o'clock in the morning, finishing like nine o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had a little breaks in between, but the whole day you basically, you know, you, you're learning, you're doing classes, right? Uh, and when when we had that day off, we would just like walk around the the city and talk to people, you know, I don't know, visit like different shops, moving around, you know, exploring. And I don't know, just just being there, experiencing all of it. It was just, I would never forget that. Mm. And I would definitely go back there. Oh, wow. Okay. Definitely, 100%. Although I got infected there. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> I casual a, in India at very, some point very, if you go casual, if yeah. you go for long enough you will get infected or catch something <laughs> but you know what's interesting it happened yeah. to me uh, I think the first week you know I think it was like some very I was thinking back then by the way that it was just a, a food poison right a couple of months later when I came back to Dubai and I was uh, changing the companies you know and I was doing all that medical I found that I actually had a typhoid fever I don't mm. know if you know what is this I so but there is like don't. a little infection in your in your body and you should be very careful of that I was having a fever I couldn't do anything and I think mm. for like a couple of days I was just like lying down in my room you know and I didn't have any medication with me mm. by the way I couldn't eat anything I couldn't sleep it was just really bad and I was all alone by myself right and at some point, I remember I was in this room. And I think it was like around five o'clock in the morning. And I was, because we're starting our sessions around six o'clock. And I've heard that people like, because my balcony was like facing the shala, the yoga shala, you know. And I've heard that people are already moving, mm. you know, that they're talking to each other. And I'm there in this room, mm. you know. And this is Dying. just the first week. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you know what? I was like struggling so much to get here you know like i was saving money for so long to be able to afford this education and now i'm here in this room that's not how it's supposed to be Mm. that same day i went to the cafeteria in our school and i had a lot of water i think i even made myself to have some little breakfast and i forced myself to go into the class Mm. you know 
I don't know what was it like just the magic or whatever you call it you know like the power of your thoughts whatever that that fever that the, the poison that I thought it was just kind of gone mm, you know wow so it was two days in my room and then that's it and that's it wow yeah yeah and when I was talking to a doctor here uh, a couple of months later when I was doing that medical she was like how did you even survive you had a like infection in your body how did you even survive mm. what did you do like did you take any medications wow. I was like no I was thinking you know it's just something casual mm. you know and then I kind of just forced myself because I I was like, there is no way I'm going to skip anymore. There is no way I'm going to skip this opportunity, you know? She was like, you're crazy. This is your prescription. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's it. In this journey of being in India and learning about yoga, did that change the way you look at yoga? Because yes, absolutely. you say it's a way of life. What does that mm -hmm. really mean? Like, other than the stretching part and, you know, the physical, um, you know, exercise part of it, Mm -hmm. How is it? How is it exactly a way of life? Mm -hmm. Is there more to it than it is more just a physical it, exercise? Yeah, I was mentioning uh, a couple of times that when we do the physical practice, which is like, like you know, super famous right now, right? We call it asana. Asana is just one limb of yoga. Mm. So, accordingly to the great Patanjali, the one who wrote the Yoga Sutras. And according to Ashtanga Yoga, there are eight limbs of yoga, which is Yama, Niyama, Asana, Pranayama, Pratyahara, Dharana, Dhana, and Samadhi. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's eight limbs of yoga. And this is the Sanskrit language that I'm using right now. And, and like I said, Asana is just one of them. But the first two, it's Yama and Niyama. Hmm. And Yama is about how you are treating people and all creatures around you. Niyama, it's how you're treating yourself. Wow. You know? and first then two limbs are about how you limbs, treat other people and yourself. And yourself, yeah. One of the yama... Oh my God, I did not even think that that would be a part of yoga. That is Treating it. other people and how you treat yourself is yeah, a yeah, part yeah, of... Yeah. Oh my God. So yoga isn't just a practice. It's genuinely like a way of life. Exactly, oh, wow. Exactly. Okay, so then... It's, I yeah. would say it's like a, it's, it's a path. You know, it's an eight-limb path. So, mm. uh, like, for example, if you're just practicing asana or if you're just practicing meditation or if you're just pr practicing the breath work, which is pranayama, it doesn't mean that you don't practice yoga at all. You're still mm. practicing yoga. At this moment of your life, at this chapter, you're just choosing something that works best for you for mm. now. You know, this is how I started. I started with asana, I started with pranayama, and then eventually, you know, I started to go deeper into the yama and niyama, you know. And... That's how it is, you know, but answering to your question, yes, it's not just about stretching or meditating. It's way, way more than that. Okay. Yeah. So actually, we touched on like the three limbs. I guess we won't have to film a whole other podcast to <laughs> talk about the whole other limbs of it. But could you just like briefly tell me about what the other five mm -hmm. limbs are? Mm hmm. Like what, what exactly do they represent? To be honest, I would really appreciate I would really would love to talk about the first limp, which is Yama, if you don't mind, because yeah, I think yeah. this is the most important one. This is, this is how your podcast. Thank you. I'm not even here. This so is how you, you start. You uh, so Yama, and there is a first Yama that says Ahimsa. Mm -hmm. Ahimsa means non-violence. 
Mm. You know, so it's all about not only not harming all the creatures around you. I'm not talking about just humans. I'm also talking about animals. But it's also about not harming yourself. Mm. You know, in the same way, for example, if you're treating people around you with kindness, love, respect, you know, but if you don't apply those things on your own self, you're not following ahimsa because you're harming yourself, mm. right? When you practice yoga, for example, on your mat and you're pushing yourself, like for example, your body is telling you that you should stop because mm. now you're hurting yourself, but you're still pushing yourself because you have, I don't know, whatever, all these competitive ideas in your head or you just want to like achieve this uh, a certain pose no matter what, you're harming yourself. You're not practicing yoga anymore, right? You're doing completely the opposite thing. So I think for me, uh, when I, this is what I used to do before I actually explore other uh, limbs because I only was, I only knew the physical practice, right? And mm. sometimes I would just go on my mat and I'll be, no matter what, I have to do the split today. Mm. And I'm going to kill my joints, I'm going to kill my muscles, you know, but I'm going to sweat a lot, but I'm, go I'm going to do it, you know? This was not a right way, this was not a right approach to practice yoga. Mm -hmm. When I've learned about ahimsa, when I've learned about nonviolence towards yourself, towards the people around you, I realized that this is something so profound. This is something so mm, foundational, right? This is so important to apply on every single aspect of your life, mm. you know? Yeah. So to be honest, if I would go deeper into all other limbs and all other... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could go so I much I could go forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with all of this... With the idea of violence, non-violence, mm -hmm. and this way of life. I mean, after you were able to forgive your father and, you know, one thing I really admire about you is your ability to be honest and vulnerable and be very vulnerable about your flaws. Mm -hmm. You have so many wonderful attributes and I can if I had time, name like 10 things that are just wonderful about you and explain like through talking to you for the last couple of weeks or months. Mm. But you're so vulnerable with your flaws and even mm -hmm. like you have posts where you've said, these are five things I want to change about myself. Like if you go into your Instagram, you have a post where you say, I procrastinate or sometimes I eat too much. And mm. you know, you had a post where you were talking about that in your caption. So, and people don't look at mental health practitioners yoga practitioners as people that have flaws that go through stuff like mm. this you think oh they're mm. perfect so first of all i really appreciate that part of you and i'm so grateful that you do that and then second of all now that you've learned all these things and you've learned about this non-violence and everything mm -hmm. how do you deal with the difficulties you face now like after this thing with your dad and you've been able to forgive him like I'm sure you've gone through like difficulties now. So if you could feel, if you feel comfortable, like could you tell me about something you've maybe gone through and how do you deal with it now as compared to how you would have dealt with, with it before? There is one experience that I want to share with you. I never really talk about this for a very long time. Um, but let me, I'm going to start and then from there we can just continue. Okay? Yeah. So it was October 2014. Okay. It was a Halloween, by the way. A Halloween <sighs> night. 
um, my friends and I, we went to the, we went to the bar. We like, you know, we dressed up like I was, by the way, I was like a vampire. I was, I had this like a long black dress, uh, you know, high heels, this, this makeup and stuff. And we were like, yeah, let's just go and have fun. You know, it's Halloween. And so we're putting, we're having fun, we're dancing. Everything's nice. There is a live band. There are people around you. And then my friend at the time, she was dating this man. And I didn't really know him well, but I, I kind of knew that he was very abusive, mm. you know, very tough. Mm. That night she told us they, they broke up. Okay. You know, because she got tired of him. On the night of the Halloween party, yeah. Be, I think she broke up with him before that. Mm. Anyways, so we're partying. Everything is, is going amazing. And then at some point he show up, you know. At the party? Friends. Yes. Oh, wow. In that, in that bar. And I didn't like up until now, I still don't know how he found out that we are there or what. maybe she told him, maybe she did not. Maybe it was just a coincidence. I don't know. That's yeah. not the point. But I remember like I approached her. I was like, are you OK? You know, your ex is here. Like, how are you feeling? And she was like, it's fine. It's fine. But later on, like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes later, it's funny that I still remember every single detail of that night. I remember what I was wearing, what this guy was wearing, what she was wearing, everything. Mm. And so basically, I don't know, I was on my phone or something. And then I turned my head and I see her sitting in the chair and he is like kind of, he grabbed her shoulders and he was like shaking her shoulders and oh, yelling wow. at her, you know, and nobody is like paying attention to that. Like everyone is just like doing their own things. Crazy. Exactly. And my friends are somewhere there. His friends are somewhere there. You know, it's just. And so. I was like, what is he doing? You know. And I came up to him and I was like, leave her alone. What are you doing? You know. The second thing what he's doing, he. He grabbed my neck. Oh, my like God. This. He grabbed my neck uh, and he pushed me on the floor. Oh, my God. This is difficult yeah. to hear. I I didn't even have a time to to realize what's what was happening. Yeah, react. You were just shocked. I was just like there talking to him and the second moment I'm just on the floor. And I'm like, okay, what is that? You know? Yeah. I've I've never ever had this experience in my life before, like, you know. And so I stood up. I'm coming to him again and I'm like you should stop this now. Otherwise, I will call the police. Mm. I wasn't yelling at him or anything. You know, I wasn't like aggressive or nothing. I was actually really surprised by my calmness. Mm. You know, I, I think maybe I was just in the shock. He grabs my neck again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. He grabs my neck again. And he pushes me again on the floor. For the second time. For the second time. He grabs time. your neck and just pushes you on the yes. floor. Yes. And the same. It's just like with, with, my, with my neck. And no one is no one's seeing this? I mean, and, you're at a bar? And that's, that's the worst part. Sorry. Oh, my God. And so my friends are running towards me. You know, I'm just on the floor. And I couldn't believe that this is actually happening to me. And why? Mm. You know? I'm just there. And the second time, I think I actually started to realize what is actually happening. Mm. So I stood up. I look around me. And people were all like in shock. But... Nobody really seemed to care, you know? <sighs> That's so tough. Nobody, like... I can't believe that, actually. 
it's it was just so crazy you know i was like what is he doing why he's doing this yeah. i didn't insult him i was just trying to protect my friend mm. you know like why why is he why he did that and by the way for the record he was a kickboxer oh wow so he's a he was a very you know tough kind of man you know like with his physicality and yeah. everything abusing and, it clearly and when I, i like i was going through a lot after this but we will get to that now but i don't know i remember i just sat down with my phone i was trying to call my brother to anyone you know um my friends were running around me were like let's call the police let's let's do something and the people and it's the funny thing he just continued to party The management of the place didn't come up to him. They, they didn't tell him anything. The people around, there were so many men around us, you know, and nobody actually approached him. Mm. There was one guy from his group. He came, he, 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 he came up to me and he told me, why did you do that? This is their relationship. You know, you deserve this. What? Yeah. You shouldn't interfere in someone's relationship. Oh, my God. Know? Like, sister, just chill something like that oh my god i couldn't even i couldn't even say anything i was just like i couldn't speak yeah. you know i was like shaking the whole time and uh remember we after that we went to the police station we wrote, wrote the report and it was so many many things happening at the same time and but the the worst part is that it really 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 kind of like brought me down you know in a way the man that i was in a relationship with back then it was a very toxic relationship and when i told him about what happened he just he just said oh i'm so sorry oh my god but he didn't try to even you know to come to comfort me to 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 do anything you know i was like okay this is done <laughs> I couldn't speak to my friends. Um, couldn't speak to any of my relatives properly about what happened, you know. And it just felt like nobody really understand what I am going through. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, and at the same time, you know, I was I was like filled with this anger and, you know, I, wa- I wanted the revenge so badly that I actually took a screenshot of his picture. I posted it on my Instagram and and uh, I think it was a Facebook or something like that. And I wrote the, you know, what happened exactly that night. Yeah. And people were like started to comment on it. You know, they said like, you know, but what you were doing at that bar at two o'clock in the morning, you were all oh drunk, you were all patting, you know, a- a- a normal girls, they shouldn't do that, you know. So basically you kind of, you know, You deserve this. It's a very toxic culture of like women. Like, unfortunately, it is. Wa- you know, wanting to party or go out to bars. And it's unfortunate that we live in a society where women can't be free and express themselves and do things like drink and get drunk. And they always have to be on watch just because there are some guys that are weak and that don't know how to express themselves and think that violence is like the best way to go or manipulation or whatever just because you know they're so afraid of even like with mental health and stuff how men just don't go to therapy and stuff it's it's more weak of you to try to hit and fight something Mm. and to run away from something than to 
be calm and face it mm-hmm. and i mean i want to hear more about this and thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing this i think but it was i'm sharing this because i think it was a very um i don't know i think my life kind of like shifted you know in a way i obviously there was a lot of pain and this was the first time when i had a very deep deep depression and i was in a very very dark place you know for the couple of years every time when i go back to that moment every time i could literally feel his hand on my neck you know i could feel that there is so much um so much hate so much anger mm. with this push you mm. know it's like he kind of took his this like you know the ball of very very dark energy and he kind of like pushed it into me and i was carrying it inside me in my body <sighs> you know that's how i felt i swear yeah it wasn't just about a physical pain you know i had like a couple of bruises anything but it wasn't just that because initially you heal you know the bruises are going away everything is going away mm. but that energy that that darkness it's just there it's it's in you yeah you know and and i was just uh i i didn't even know how to deal with that i didn't know about therapy i i wasn't practicing yoga back then i just i i couldn't speak to anyone you know I couldn't speak to my friends because in a way I was blaming them as well for not stepping up for me. Mm. You know, I was blaming my mom because she kind of like, she didn't know what to do as well. Obviously at that point I was also blaming my father because he wasn't there, you know. And then I was like, nobody understand what I'm going through. And so I kind of like went inside this kind of cocoon and I was just there, you know, in my own world. And to be honest, like, uh, I was keep, keep on asking myself the same question over and over again. Why has this happened to me? Mm. What did I do? You know, I didn't deserve this to happen to me. You know, I, I wasn't violent or anything like that. Why he did this to me? And why am I in this place right now? And when this is going to end, you know? when this is going to be over, when I'm just going to forget about that night. And I would tell you one thing. Um, how many years it was like? 2014, six, uh, eight, nine, nine eight, years, nine years, yeah, right? Yeah. When I look back, I can finally say, I know why this happened to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, it's, um, you've kind of learned to surrender to pain. And no matter how much you're trying to fight it so badly, mm. only when you surrender and when, only when you accept that pain and accept that, okay, this is happening, this is life, you know. And I should just be there, you know. I should just live through this experience. There is no other way. I cannot avoid this. I cannot change what happened. Mm. I can just accept this and go with it because I don't have any other choice, you know? And I'm not gonna, honestly, 
it's not like I fully heal from that experience. To be honest, every time when I go back to that night, it still makes me very emotional. It still makes me very um, sad in a way, you know. But I don't have any more this desire to, um, to, to have a revenge, you know. I don't have this anger anymore, you mm. know. All I have is just gratitude that it happened. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, I know, but I am grateful that, it's hap that it happened to me because this is how I learned to surrender to pain and to accept pain. That's insane. I don't know how you can do that. Being grateful for someone physically abusing you, like that's trauma. That's a traumatic event. It is. It and is. you're grateful for it. I am grateful for it because this is something that makes me <sighs> to stay humble. Life cannot just be about rainbows and unicorns and all these, you know, like joyful moments. Mm -hmm. Life is also about going through some very, very, very bad events, some very, very difficult experiences. This is life as well, you know. Can I just ask you, I mean, I think you've had su like such difficult times, like father leaving at three, like this physical abuse, you know, experience. How do you go through so much in your life? And for most people with trauma, you would resent it and you still strive. How are you able to do that? The fact that right now I am in a place where I serve people you know because i'm teaching yoga it's a it's an act of service right mm -hmm. that kind of gives me the the purpose to leave mm. the purpose to move on the purpose to you know no matter what happened in the past you know in this present moment i'm doing the thing that i love so much yeah and i'm helping so many people around me you know and they're helping me in a way, you yeah. know, so I might not going to be mm, the same teacher if I wouldn't have those experiences, you know, but mm. I mean, if I wouldn't go through those things, yeah, you know, because uh, in the same way, for example, you know, when I struggled with my practice at the beginning, because I was what, like 20, 20, 25, 24 you know, and I just started to practice yoga. I just started to do any kind of physical activities, you know. I went through all this suffering at the beginning, you know, and right now when, let's say, I'm having a student who are just starting their journey and they are, you know, they're sweating, they're, they're getting tired, they're getting exhausted, and then they're like, oh, this is so hard, you know. I could come to this person, I could tell him, I feel you. I know what you're going through. I've been in the same place. Mm. So in the same way, if I'm ever going to meet someone and if this person is going to be my student, would also grow up without a father. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I could come to this person, I could tell, I feel you. Mm. I know. Because I share the same experience. experience. Empathy. You know? Empathy, exactly. And yeah, I think most people would have guilt or shame or, you know, whatever over things that have happened in the past. But I think you realize that the trauma you've been through, the things you've been through, give you 
first-hand experience of how to help someone going through that. It gives you the ability to empathize, relate, and give Absolutely. you gives you first-hand experience. Absolutely, how to help with that. We have to unfortunately end this episode at some no point. No worries. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask you one last question. Of I've been wanting to get you on this podcast for a while. Mm. We've been speaking about this podcast for a while. Yeah. Um, from the first time we spoke about this, I think a couple of months ago, you were the first person I ever. I wanted to collaborate with you before I ever wanted to start a podcast. I get that like out of the way. But you wanted to do it, but you didn't feel like you could. You were nervous. So you were scared. You were anxious. So and today so you anxious. have, you have spoken about stories that even though there is AC, have me sweating and <laughs> have me questioning. You know everything I've been through and. I am. This last week has been a bit tough for me, but hearing your story is just like it gives me so much strength. Um, I just want to ask you: Why are you ready now? What made you want to film this episode? And after all of these years of going through what you, first of all, the fact that you have never spoken about this, and this is the first time you're speaking about this, to me is crazy. And I'm so lucky and thankful that this is the platform you chose to speak about this. But I want to just ask: Why now? I was really scared and anxious and I think I was sharing with you I was like very I was doubting actually first of all I had this like do I even you know deserve to be here you know do I even deserve to share my story but then I kind of changed my perspective you know I believe that every single person in this very building in this city have a story to share mm. you know and that all of us are ready to do it so you're giving me this opportunity you're giving me this chance and i want to use it wow you know i want to take this chance although it is a scary experience still but i i I think i'm finally i'm finally ready to uh to do it Mm. you know yeah so uh plus on top of that i you know, I started, you were talking about my Instagram. So at some point I started to share more about anxiety, about things that I'm going through. And uh, I was getting, you know, um, messages, not maybe in my comments, but like in DM, people were like uh, sharing me their stories, you know, they're sharing with, with me, like, you know, their struggles. And I'm telling you, it felt really, really, really good mm. that there are people who appreciate you sharing this yeah. you know and there are people that like you can talk to about this so my hope is that whoever is going to watch this episode you know if they were going through physical abuse if they were going through a difficult relationship with their fathers if they're going through you know like a difficulties with the practice or any difficulty any, in any life any difficulties yeah. in life in some way they would be yeah. like okay maybe i can actually talk to this person Maybe mm. I can approach her. Maybe I can talk to her because coming back to the, you know, to the way of serving humanity, way of serving people, this is my service. Basically, this is mm. my mission, you know, but through this podcast and through this act of service, I want to show that, please, I'm ready. I'm open. Just send me a message. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Diana, for sharing this story and having this talk. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys are writing notes and, you know, that you 
that listening to this helped you with what you're going through because it definitely did with me i'm so grateful again to have this opportunity me to too. not only have a podcast with you but just be friends with you it's a it's a really a privilege and you. you know with all the struggle i went through i'm so grateful you were you like meeting you and having experiences with you is like a reminder for me from the universe that you struggled for a reason and every time i speak to you every time we have a conversation with cameras or without it reminds me that if i didn't go to the struggle i couldn't have met you i i probably wouldn't have met you and for that honestly it's it's all worth it for me i'm i'm so gl- glad i went through everything i went through i don't know if i'm glad for everything you went through <laughs> i hope you didn't have to go through all of that for us to do this but you know you have and um yeah i hope i hope you guys you know related to this story and dana's journey um and please 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 uh send a message to dana tell her what you thought tell her about her journey you know support her through hers cuz i'm i'm rooting for you and everything you do so what's next for you what do you have planned where can people find you please everyone text her tell her you're grateful for this um i believe you're going to share my instagram i will yeah, yeah so this sure. is the same this is like the only platform that i use right now where i share basically everything from you know from my classes uh you know from all the private from my public pr- private public from all my from from my own practice as well and um i'm very bad in these things to be honest you know, i <laughs> always media. feel like if i have to talk about myself it's like i have to market myself in a way right yeah. and i'm like oh please i don't want to do that <laughs> but yeah so i'll market for you it's fine <laughs> good. thank you i appreciate um that. well thank you guys for watching stay tuned for the next episode if you guys have anyone you think is very inspiring or if you think you're inspiring please message me to get a part of the podcast followers whatever it doesn't matter it's about your story and who you are that's what matters and again thank you so much for being here it's like probably one of my favorite episodes ever and i know you're saying this to everyone i guess <laughs> actually dax my podcast manager is here he will tell you i have never said this to anyone before <laughs> yeah thank you so much <laughs> thank you thank you for being here